So, Carolyn, it's been, what, about a month since you announced your retirement from professional hockey. Uh, how has your last month been? It's been great. I think I was really ready to transition out of playing hockey and really invest myself into coaching. I think having my daughter put put everything back into perspective, and I was able to come back to play uh, last January and finish the season, and it really gave me closure and and. And made me realize that I was ready for new challenges. I'd love to go back to the Olympic Games as a coach one day. And for me, it's it's getting back to uh, learning a new position and in a new leadership role. So you mentioned your daughter. You and your wife, Julie Chu, your daughter Liv, is about to turn one next week. Uh, what kind of preparations do you have for your daughter's first birthday? It's gone by so fast. And we've actually already celebrated her birthday because I'm leaving tomorrow to join Team Canada as an assistant coach for the Four Nations Cup, so I'll be in Saskatoon, uh, sadly, during our birthday. What has the last year been like for you as a mother? How much has that changed you? Uh, Just so much happiness and so much love. I didn't think it was possible to love this much. And to be honest, I was afraid of not knowing what to do. I didn't grow up around kids. I had never changed a diaper. So I knew I was getting myself into a whole new challenge that would get me out of my comfort zone. But I've loved every moment of it. And I just love being a mom. I miss her during the night. and I'm excited to see her in the morning and just you know, seeing her grow, uh, crawl for the first time, smile for the first time. It's all moments that are so hard to describe, but so beautiful. Is she walking yet? Uh, she's crawling very well, and she's standing, but she's uh, she's moving faster in the crawl, so she hasn't had yet to find the interest in walking. Is, is she going to play hockey someday? I, we would love uh, for her to have an interest in hockey. Like we're both Julie and I are heavily involved in in hockey. I'm I'm an ambassador with the Chevrolet Good Deeds Cup for a third season, and it's actually starting November first. So I'd love to invite all the Pee hockey teams to go to ChevroletHockey.ca and find out more about the program. They are from November one to uh, January second to submit a good deed. So that's an act of kindness in the community. It can be from visiting a retirement home to uh, helping at an homeless uh, shelter to shoveling uh, snow from their their neighborhood. So anything that can help people in in need is a a good deed. And starting uh, on uh, January 26, we will announce the top 10. And I'm actually an ambassador with Mitch Marner, and we will have the very difficult task to choose the Chevrolet Good Deeds Cup on March 2nd, and that will be announced on Hockey Night in Canada. So I'm very excited and proud to be part of that program. Over 200 teams have participated in the last two years. Why is it important uh, for kids to get involved in their communities? Uh, because we truly believe in in the power of sport and in teaching us positive values uh, such as accountability, respect, uh, strong work ethic, working as a team, and those qualities can really translate in our community. And I think that if we can get those kids involved at 11, 12 years old, they will continue to do that as they grow older, and they will realize soon enough the impact that they can have around them. 
A team from Manitoba up in the paw won it last year. They earned $15,000 for their local homeless shelter. This is something that, you know, it, it might seem like a small thing, but for the people at that shelter, it's it's an enormous factor to have that money. Exactly, and I, I was fortunate to go to the paw and meet the Huskies and really see the impact that they had in their community. What's incredible about that, that story is that the coach got the team involved and they didn't know that they were part of the contest. So they were involved all throughout the season, and and uh, the Oscars place uh, was threatening to close at that time, and they basically uh, revived it and, and gave it a second life and were able to donate the, the winning prize to Oscars place, and it's still thriving today. And what's incredible is Chevrolet has up. Uh, that amount for the winning team. The winning team this year will earn $100,000 to give to the charity of their choice. So really being able to have a meaningful impact uh, for a charity of their choice. So this is something they didn't even know they were in a contest. They were just doing good because they thought it was good. Exactly. And and talking to them, they were extremely shy at the beginning and, and, and even afraid, you know, not knowing really how to deal with people that were struggling with, uh, with, with, with that issue. And it's such an important part in our community uh, where we are often ignorant. And I think that to see the kids still today being involved and having made friends with people that are struggling with, uh, with, with, with finding a home and, and getting out of the streets is, is so powerful to me. And they truly understand the issue that goes far beyond uh, just poverty. Often mental illness is, is, is closely linked to that. And uh, seeing them at that young age understand really uh, the depth of that issue and how they can uh, make a difference. And we're not talking about a big city here. We're talking about a fairly isolated town in northern Manitoba where these kids are playing hockey and there's not a lot going on in that community, but they still find time to give back. Yes, exactly. And and in the past, that's exactly what the Chevrolet Good Deeds Cup has created. The year before, the Glace Bay uh, team was the champion. And, And again, a small community uh, where they made a difference, and I was able to visit them as well. And uh, we had a, a parade in the town, and everyone came out and was so proud of their young athletes and see how much of a positive impact they had had in their community. And I think that's the beauty of hockey. It brings our communities closer together, and we want to encourage young boys and female peewee teams to sign up at chevrolethockey.ca and, and, and find an issue that uh, that they care about and getting involved not only once but several times throughout the season. And, and with that, they will grow closer as a team and they will develop incredible skills such as leadership that uh, will last a, life, a lifetime for them. When you see that kind of reaction from the kids, is that part of why you like coaching? Absolutely. I, I've been coaching for many years and I started that as I was still a player and I understood how important that is. And for me now, I have a not-for-profit, which is a tournament for young girls from novice to peewee. And I involve current players in coaching because I want them to see how much they can contribute to the next generation. And I think uh, we have a responsibility to give back as an athlete that has made it to the national team, to the Olympic Games, to inspire the next generation. But it goes much further than that. Everyone 
can do that in their community. Everyone can get involved. And it's it's an act of kindness that can go a long way. And the youngest, we can get our kids involved into uh, volunteer work, the more they will continue to do so in their adult life. How would you characterize the state of women's hockey, not in Canada, but like around the world in terms of the competition level right now? I think that it's growing every year. Uh, just to give you a great example, the Russian team at the Pyeongchang Olympic Games, the age average was 18 years old. And they had a fantastic, skilled team. And it's a hockey, a powerhouse in hockey on the men's side. So there's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't be as dominating on the female side. So the challenge in our sport is how well our athletes are supported. And in Canada and the United States, it has grown so much where our athletes can commit themselves full-time in the sport that they love. The best ones can. Uh, but we still have some room to grow as far as having everyone really do uh, what they are the best at full-time. But the issue in other countries like Sweden, like Finland, and Russia is that often their athletes retire before before they even reach their athletic peak because they don't have any financial support. So along those lines then, the uh, CWHL, NWHL, the two leagues, in your opinion, is this something where there needs to be just one league? I think that's been a, a common topic of discussion lately. Yes, absolutely. That's what we want. The players want one league. We want to play with and against the best players from all around the world. Uh, I cannot imagine how great our sport would be if everyone could commit to doing it full time. You know, when you think about it, so many men's leagues have that privilege. But for us, only a few, only a select few in the world can really commit to full time in hockey. So for me, the survival of professional female hockey goes by a strong partnership with the NHL, uh, just like they have in the in basketball with the WNBA. And I think that there are talks right now between the NWHL, the CWHL, and the NHL to come together as one. And we want the Clarkson Cup to become our own Stanley Cup. And in your view, this is something that can be financially sustainable long-term? You know, 13 million Canadians watch the Olympic final in Sochi. Knowing that, I think that a professional female hockey league is viable. Uh, that being said, it needs to be behind a strong marketing plan in the right uh, environment, in the right markets. And I think that if we were able to benefit from a strong machine like the Montreal Canadiens, like the NHL, it would definitely flourish. And I think most of the teams right now are in the eastern part of the country. I, I live in Winnipeg, and it feels like something that this city and a lot of these hockey-crazy cities in Western Canada would also embrace. You know, one of my favorite memories with Team Canada is the World Championship we had in Winnipeg in uh, 2007. Uh, at the time, it broke the record. Uh, for the fan base, and I will never forget those moments. So definitely there are many, many cities around the country that are passionate about hockey, about female hockey. And uh, this year, the NWHL expanded uh, to Minnesota, which is another great hockey center. Uh, I think the potential is incredible. Our game is growing. And if we can get the right people behind 
the leadership of female hockey. I think it's it has incredible opportunity to grow uh, across great cities uh, in Canada. I think in a perfect world, you mentioned the Olympics. It would be more than just an every four years or just every once a year world championship gold medal game that people are tuning into. They have the opportunity to go in person or on TV, watch these really high quality women's hockey games. Yes, and I'd like to invite Canadians. Uh, next, starting next week, I will be at Four Nations Cup as an assistant coach. We will be in Saskatoon playing the Finns, the Americans, the Swedes, and it's going to be great competition. And, and really, television doesn't make it justice. When you're there in person, uh, it's even more incredible how fast the game is, and you can really feel the passion that the players play with. Perfect. All right. Well, I appreciate your time and uh, what you're doing to give back to the community and uh, best of luck in both hockey and uh, in being a mother with your soon-to-be one-year-old daughter. Thank you so much.